Welcome, welcome friends, to another episode of Saber for the Show. I was told that I make too many inside jokes at the beginning of the show, and I need to make it more general in case a new listener is listening this week, which is, seems to be happening. I seem to be getting a few more listeners each week, which is great. So, if you are a new listener, thank you. You're listening to a podcast on a probably an iPhone or on a computer um, there's noise coming into your ears and you're processing it don't want to get too inside here and now I'm just being a dickhead but my friend's right Ben Ben who told me he's right I shouldn't talk about Albie goddamn sure so much so moving on episode 12 beautiful number 12 is, is a very handsome even number of the save for the show show I'm Dan very exciting tonight have a guest another really cool guy who I sort of organically became friends with on the internet I really can't say when or how or or what led to me becoming friends with Mike but we chat online and we live in San Francisco we try to grab a beer now and again it's never worked out this is our first time really chatting just like with my other friend Mike so I'm excited about that and Without further ado, I'm going to give this so-and-so a call, and we're going to talk about some shit. Skype. Skyping. And I'm not sponsored by Skype. Like Oprah or something. Hello, is this Mike? Oh, wait, I... (laughs) I, I didn't press record. I'm an idiot. Let me ask it again. Hello, is this right. Mike? Speaking, this is Mike. Hi, this is Dan. Dan. How are how you? How are you? I'm good. Great. I appreciate you allowing me to call you, and everything is working and firing on all cylinders. It sounds great. Hello? Oh, shit. I can't hear you. Did I really say that, and now it's not working? Mike? Oh, God. This is hilarious. Um, His computer crashed. Let's see. I'm going to call him again. Oh, boy. Hi, Mike. Oh, for Christ's sake. All right, I'm going to quit Skype. I'm going to call you back. Goodbye. All right, let's see here. Skype. Mike, jeez. Christ on the cross. Christ on a cracker jack. Hi, is this Mike? Oh, are you? Hello, is this Mike? Yes. yes. Mike, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can hear you. Great. Things are excellent. All right. I, th- I think we're, we're finally in business. All right. Last time I mentioned how great it was working, and then it took a shit. So I'm not going to do that this time. All right. Let's just. Um... Let's just be optimistic and see what happens. Well, if anybody follows either of us on Twitter, they can tell. Now, you know, I, I take umbrage with that. You know, I, I used to get a bad rap for being like a real pessimistic guy, but I don't think that's true. And I, and I, I bet sometimes you get that too. Yeah, you know, I'm, I was like the quiet guy for a long time. Yeah. The quiet guy that never complained and like people love that. Um, but now I'm like kind of a snarky, 
like a snarky dick a little. And as long as I'm funny, I think it's cool. But right, it, you know, like if I'm funny, then fuck everybody else. It's but. like a joke truth. That's what I call those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can kind of, uh, you can get away with stuff a little bit easier when you're like, oh, I'm just kiss kidding. You know, everyone's thinking it, and right. I'm saying it, so I get the credit for being the funny guy. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. I, I think that's probably why you and I are good project managers, is because part <laughs> of that's being flexible and mellow and, you know, doing that. But then, yeah, I don't know if it was Twitter or whatever it was that kind of allowed us to say, you know what, fuck that. We, we yeah. have an opinion. <laughs> I yeah I I I mean you gotta have some you gotta have some perspective at what we're doing here you know I mean it's a job and it's you know any creative industry you're you're dealing with people's livelihoods so I get that you know you're a writer you want to see your stuff make it through but you know right. come on like we're like we're not sh- like we're not curing cancer we're not saving the manatees. Like we're doing, you know, we're we're building stuff and we're building websites. We're making banners. We're making advertising. Whatever we're making, you know, products, whatever it is, it's right. Like, well, you know, take take it easy, you know. I agree. I, I think there may not be another industry that takes itself as seriously as ours. You know, I should yeah, say. Can you believe it? No, it's advertising. Nuts. And maybe maybe I blame Mad Men for that, especially recently. And, uh, you know, especially in web design, like. Um, Mike works at, I, I, you know, I'm wondering when people come on here, if I'm not supposed to say the name where they work, which just seems I th- foolish. I think it's, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to say where I work. Okay. I well, will not, I will not comment. <laughs> no, I not, I'm not adding commentary. I'll just, no. fact, it, if people follow me on Twitter, then they know where I work. So certainly it's pretty much out there. Right. If you Googled me, you could find my LinkedIn profile. Then you'd know everything. So. I'm, a, be... I'm, a project, I'm a project manager at AKQA in San Francisco. There it is. It's out in the open now. Which to me, I always, and I'm not just saying this because you're on my, my little show, I always had AKQA in super high regard because to me, kind of like RGA or, I don't know, maybe Firstborn, like, yeah. I'd say you guys know more than anybody is you can do both sides and... To me, that's the hardest part, and you know, you guys figured it out, but other agencies still can't, and they've been trying and trying for years. Anyways, you know what got us onto this is what Mike was saying. We're we're both um, in this industry, advertising, interactive, or, or whatever you want to call it, and it is funny to me because I went to journalism school and, and I studied advertising, and to me, advertising used to be art, and there was something. It was this like thing that somebody was dying for. But now I'm not so sure. I think it's kind of got it. gotten watered down, and a banner ad is not like you know an Ogilvy copywriting uh, uh, for Volkswagen sort of you know landmark changing thing. It's it's just not that way anymore. Yeah, you know, I I I studied communications in college, so I also did some study about advertising, and um, you know, you like art and copy that documentary that came out a while back, and it featured some of the kind of icons of of advertising and it's very much so like advertising made a splash into pop culture right so that mm-hmm. that that whole idea about just totally like up you know kind of uprooting the culture and rewriting it um as as an advertising creative like that was a thing that happened um happened for a couple decades i guess and 
you know, maybe even through um, the 80s and 90s when you got more into like big epic films and you got directors Mm -hmm. from film coming in and doing stuff. And I think now um, it's a little different. I think you're right. There's a lot of there because there's so much more like real estate online and people's attention is becoming more and more fragmented. So therefore, so has the advertising. Right. So that's why, you know, a lot of um, a lot of what people talk about right now, um, the best advertising isn't advertising. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like it's become so diluted. You need another a- avenue to to kind of express the brand. And you just right now, a lot of people, their goal is to just start building products with with brands, just right. getting in there and start doing that stuff. And it's very interesting. It's definitely something that I know our agency would kind of love to be in on that level with our clients, and we we attempt to do that. Um, and I know a lot of agencies want to do that, and that's really some really exciting stuff is coming out of that. I mean, with RGA and all their work with Nike is just absolutely kind of that that that. I think more than we realize that that is kind of the same thing as like uh, what was it like Ridley Scott doing 1984 or mm-hmm. you know Lois doing some sort of you know iconic kind of art direction. Right. You know, that's that we're going to look back at that in 15, 20 years and be like, yeah, that was really when digital advertising made the splash, um, kind of changed the culture a bit. And now everyone's kind of racing to, to catch up or do the same thing. So, I mean, we're, yeah, there's plenty of agencies that obviously get it. And then there's ones that don't. I mean, I'm, I'm very cognizant of not biting the hand that feeds me. And, <laughs> but there's certainly some that, they're just, it's almost like, and you've probably experienced this, when you take over a website and you have to work with a new team or an IT department, they have a they have a protocol that their livelihood depends on, like, especially if it's some weird framework or weird technology, and they'll fight you tooth and nail to not, you know, use your open source or they hate Flash or whatever it might be. Um, so it's, it's, you know what, I just thought of something. I, I was going to make a point. And, and I, I had lost my train of thought. <laughs> I, I think back to what you were saying about how things changed. I think what really changed too is, like you said, people are so it's so much easier to make stuff. Whereas before, you know, obviously advertising serves a purpose, whether it's to tell you about a product, maybe it's for entertainment, maybe it's political. But before it was like you listened to the radio, maybe you watched ten channels on TV, and that content was so small that the advertising you had to see it and now i mean even this stupid thing that i'm doing like in a way i'm making content tweets are content like it's too there's just so many different places to get it like when advertising tries to budge in there i mean i think that's why like pre-roll videos awful you know pop-up ads died because they were awful i think people just don't know how to properly advertise on this new content because it's too new still yeah, I mean, I like you. You you look at like media buys, and you're like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, what What are you What are you thinking? Right. <laughs> you know, like, have you have you thought for like one second about the person you're trying to reach, and this is how you're going to try to kind of wedge yourself into their day? Um, yeah. I mean, I I don't, don't want to go. I, I don't know, like. I think it's a it's it's a slippery slope because you could keep going and saying, well, why would anyone do a microsite? Maybe people are people are kind of doing fewer microsites and, mm. um, I I you know it's there's something to be said for something that's not I know I know it's all about creating something that people can use you know but you know there's something to be said for just something that's entertaining and delightful and I, I think there's a lot of really cool work that's 
um, it's designed well and the experience is really good and it's just kind of a fun little sure. interaction. And, you know, that's, that's like a high end of, <laughs> you know, that's like, that's like top 10% of what you could hope for, you know, like, well, I, I don't, I don't know what people really expect, but I mean, if you could just get someone to like click around and say, it's really cool and maybe like tell a friend, right. That's, that's like the high, that's like, that's pretty good. I mean, think about the t- TV spots, like 90% of them you pretty much ignore you know, a few of them like make you think, how you know, a handful of them maybe think make you actually interested in the product. But the majority of commercials that like resonate are just something that you laugh at, it. right? I find touching or whatever. So, well, like it, like Mini Vader. I mean, I, or that 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 Super Bowl spot um, for VW. I mean, it's kind of a touching little piece, and it's it's pop culture relevant. I don't know what it does for the cars. Nothing really. Right, Zero, it could but, have been any car, but I mean, yeah, it could I have been any car. Any ad could do that. You cover up the logo yeah. at the end of most ads, and it could be for any, especially like Olympics type ads. It's it all bleeds together. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it also it's it's. I'd be jealous that I you know I didn't work on a piece of film that cool. So well, but you know what, you got to ask yourself too. Back to us taking ourselves too seriously. Yeah. Like there really aren't that many brands to me that have that ten percent of magic and. You know, obviously, like like you said, Nike. I mean, Old Spice just keeps striking gold like over and over again, which is yeah bizarre. But everything's cyclical. Like right now, everybody it's all about Wyden. But you know, yeah. four or five years ago, it was does, all about Chris. Does Wyden does, does Wyden do the most interesting man in the world? Oh God, if they do, they're ripping themselves off. I I can't imagine they do. Do they? I don't know the Dosaki's campaign. I don't know. I, I mean, that I love that one. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. That's a great campaign. You know which one I hate though is the Keith Stone stuff. Have you seen those? I feel like that one is so it's it's like it's such a blatant ripoff of the most interesting man in the world. And like Kenny Powers. I I, I mean it's just it's like such a it's like such a formulaic thing. Right. That it's ugh, I don't know. I hate it. Well, I think most. I, I probably snicker at it, but I, no. I, I, so. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's that, and it's like this sort of. I mean, you can. I think a lot of ad agencies have copywriters who are frustrated comedians. So. It's, it's like a, it's like the Limp Biscuit of <laughs> campaigns. You know, like they try to mix like rap and rock in the wrong, like the worst possible rock with like the shittiest possible rap. Right. Get Limp Biscuit, and I feel like the keystone is the limp biscuit of, of advertising campaigns it's a good way of putting it they took like all right we need some old spice guy <laughs> yeah you know, spokesman slash yeah. will ferrell humor slash kenny powers yeah a little bit of jack black thrown in maybe sure yeah you know like like quirky not quirky quirky right. is not hard, but you know whatever jack black is i agree What's that cr- it's crazy though that right now there's so many spots that have that spokesman one cut like even that dollar shave club thing was that way and what's um oh and that stupid speaking of wide and ripping themselves off (laughs) the liquid gold thing that they did where it's like these like almost like family guy style really long drawn out like liquid gold where it gets kind of awkward anyways like who's that resonating with i mean like you said like you look at a media buy and it's like you know a mom is who buys macaroni and cheese for their kid not a stoner who would find that funny you know all right maybe this is becoming negative i didn't want to talk about Uh, advertising uh, the whole time uh, we we can end it end it 
who who's it ragu who has those commercials of, like the kid walking in on his parents having sex right and you know, like everything gets made better by mom preparing him like a bowl of spaghetti yes that's good that's good advertising i don't care who i don't know who made it i don't know anything about it it's just it's great i love it so i there agree you go. so I, I there's good ideas are still out there out. And the... oh i'm losing you again oh no mike you're cutting out Michael, talk to me. It's because of stuff comes up and, I, and it like makes me think, man, I'd like to be a part of something like that. So that keeps me going. So I do like it. And I think you like it too. I but do. What would, we, what would we be if we couldn't sit around and about No, I'm losing you and you're making a good point, I can tell. Oh, goodness. Mike, can you hear me? Oh, boy. I need a, a picture of a monkey with, like, a technical difficulty sign. Oh, I just dropped the call. Son of a bitch. All right. Calling Mike back. Fuck. Oh, come on. You kidding? Oh, we were just getting on a roll. People. I think Mike's on dial-up. Hello. Are you there? Are we, ex- are we experiencing technical difficulties? <laughs> yes, as you're saying technical difficulties, it's breaking up. Hello. Oh. Son yes. Of- oh, you there? Experiencing <laughs> technical Yeah. You got me? I, I, got, I think I got you now. All right. We're, we're having some technical difficulties, but... I mean, you were making a good point too. You, were, I think you were saying like, you know, you see that ragu ad, and you realize there are still good ideas out there. And yeah, I felt yeah. the same way. Have you seen that red stripe commercial with the freezer beer? Yeah, that that commercial was great. It was so joyous and funny, and I could relate to it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you, like, I don't think there's going to come a time where all the good ideas are taken because. It's just that's just never going to happen. It's like otherwise, all all the good movie ideas are taken, and all the good book ideas are taken. Uh, you know, like there's right. always going to be room for some original thought, and uh, you know, as long as people are running around getting themselves into interesting and funny and awkward situations, there's always going to be that that insight oh, that you totally. can take and figure out how your brand fits into that. There's always yeah, going to so be I, life and new products. Yes, and, exactly. And then invariably what happens is someone does find that inspiration. Like, let's say that speaking of Old Spice, that muscle music thing. Yeah. Which is great. Well, guess what? In the next 10 months, probably going to be five knockoffs by major yeah. brands. Sure. I mean, so yes, there, there can be at least one great idea. And it dovetails into four or five for B and C level agencies to sort of rip off. Yeah. But... Um, Right. I, I forgot where I was. I read someone tweeted this. I should have favorited it or whatever. But you know that they're like, be careful about people who are, you know, asking you for like responsive web design or something like that because they were the same clients that you know, five years ago were asking you for a viral video. You know, so it's like the client, you know, the client's always going to ask for whatever's popular because you know. They're right. into marketing too, and they're going to see that stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, like I feel like our brand could do something similar to that. 
and that's the brief, and then you see the resulting creative. So it's it's going to happen, you know. It's oh, it, it, I, it, whatever. It, it's it's no, it's cool. It's exactly how it happens. I mean, yeah. nonstop people, and it's not like back to the livelihood thing. I mean, you're right. Clients have an agenda, but creatives do sure. too. I mean, our industry is so fickle. You know, if you are a creative, like a guy like me and you, who kind of has like a hard skill, or like a developer that has a hard skill. It's if you're a creative, you're only as good as your last ad. So, you know, I, I know a lot of times I've seen stuff that I've worked on where they're pushing for HTML5 or they're pushing so hardcore for like a mobile yeah. experience because they want to win an award or they want it for their book. And it'll be like, well, no one's coming to this on their phone, period. Like, yeah. there's no mobile ads. This, why do we need to make a mobile experience? Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, they just want something for themselves. And I think that's sort of negative. You know what? We said we're getting off advertising. Let's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a multitude of things. You're a, a very well-read, sure. interesting man. So let's do this. Let's fall into some things that I do on the show, and we okay. can talk about them. So sure. let's let's talk. We, we talked. We talked. That was a good. That was a good tangent on advertising. I think. Yeah, dude. I, I think we covered a lot of ground. So I think we did. I, too. I think that's a positive. And when I edited, that was that was the first. That was one chapter of the show. So one, now we're moving on. Chapter one. Um, chapter one of ten. So anyone listening, this will be three hours long. No, I'm kidding. Um, you there? Yeah. Oh, now I'm all gun shy. Yeah. And once I edit out all the, uh, I'm trying to figure out now how I'm going to edit that out. I might just say fuck it and be like, I don't know. Maybe I'll fade it in and out and I'll make it. No- Listen, <laughs> it's very rough. Yeah. It's a rough it's situation. Fine. So anyway, so okay. Well, one thing I like to do on this show is talk about a real treat, which to me, it's something that you're really digging, which really, that's what it's all about, right? Like, I just, I watched this video tonight about, uh, you, I know you watch Breaking Bad. Yeah, of course. So, there, I just, just hold, I, hold on, just before we, I'm not caught up. Oh. I'm watching the show, trying to catch up. Oh. I'm in the third season, so, oh, I man. don't know where, so, I know spoiler alerts for this show have been, right now, people are going nuts, so because it's like, the season just ended. And I don't know. So it's hard, man. You need to like go under a rock. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm pretty good with I'll, I'll know what happens and still enjoy the show. So I don't necessarily. Me too. I mean, it, it, it's fine. I'm going to watch the show know. anyway. I'm going to enjoy it anyway. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, listen, I you, you run the risk when you back watch a show. Like if I start watching The Wire. Yeah, and I say like I'm watching The Wire, and someone tweets like, "Oh man, wait till you see how blah blah dies." Or have you seen blah blah die yet? Yeah, that's that's on me, man. I that shows eight, ten years old. Like, what do you expect? Now, a friend of mine did tweet like on Sunday night about something last week yeah. about a very like pivotal thing, and I was pretty fucking livid like yeah. at the point. And then I was like, you know what? Who cares? Like. I'll still watch it and enjoy yeah, it. It's I, I mean, a super part TV of it is show. part part of it is yeah, who cares? But also like, who are you who are you trying to impress by like saying, oh man, like I can't believe like this dude like got caught selling meth or you know, like right. who are you trying to impress? And like, of the people who might be like following you on Twitter, if they know enough about the show, like they don't need you to like say how good it is or I don't know. All right, Kelly, thank you, Captain Obvious. Unless, yeah, unless you have something really effing insightful to say about the show, like how it parallels with some ancient Greek classic, then right, then shut the fuck up. 
You know? No. I mean, I hear you. I have I, a pretty... I, I, cursing's okay, right? Yes, of course. I have a pretty wicked theory about the show, which I won't share with you, but I, it's the best show ever. Anyways, I don't know how I got on that. Man, real treat. But I, how did I, I get on Breaking Bad? I, oh, yeah. Okay, I watched this video today. Yeah. It was an eight-minute recap of the five seasons and how Walt sort of descend into where he's at now. And it was amazing. It was like a, it was a real treat. I enjoyed it very much. So I was going to say that's my real treat, as well as fantasy football. I'm I'm into that, okay. even though I'm not a big sports nut. But I do like the website, which is what drew me to it five, four, five years ago. Uh-huh. So those are my real treats. Mike, what's your real treat? <laughs> my real treat. Wow. And that's tough. I know. But listen, I know this should be easy for you because out of all the people I follow on Twitter, you're always posting about interesting stuff and good stuff. I'm gonna need I need I need a minute to think about um, to think about this. Okay. I'm trying to think back. Um, goodness gracious. Put you on the spot. A real treat. Um, I mean, I can I can go anywhere with this, right? I mean, I think. Yeah, like a show or a book or a movie or an experience. I don't know. There's no rules. No rules. Okay, so. I, um, this happened last night. Last night, I was flipping through the TV, uh, TV, uh, direct TV. I've got it. I landed on AMC, and they were airing um, Bachelor Party, starring hmm. Tom Hanks. Um, oh yes. And I was like, man, like, oh, and I actually tweeted this. I said, dude, I wish I could have lived my twenties in the eighties, because if you think, yeah. it, I don't know if you, I don't know if anyone's like really. I'm really into like eighties, like goofy comedies. And there were oh, so totally. many that were all about like either spring break or like dudes in high school. Like it was pretty much everything was about like a quirky dude trying to get laid. Right. That was like of every storyline. And it was it took place in a high school or right. like a bunch of bros going on spring break. Like, um, can't buy me love or oh, the sure thing. You remember that one? Like, right. Yes. So all, all these uh, I, I would just say. um I also, Dude, oh, hold let me, on. Let me interrupt you. No, go ahead. And even in the 90s, like, yeah. what, what was that? Like, Jennifer Love Hewitt was probably in 100 movies about like, a nerd trying to bang her. Can't Hardly Wait. Right, um, there you go. Which is a fantastic movie. I think it's on HBO yeah. right now, if anyone. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Or WGN. Yeah. What um, were you going to say <laughs> before I cut you off? Oh, I was going to watch one more movie, and it's called Three O'Clock. Actually, this is the real treat, and I want to encourage everyone to go find this movie and watch it and just be totally impressed with it. It's called three o'clock high. Um, it's about a kid. Uh, it's about a, like a kind of scrawny kid and he gets assigned by the high school newspaper to write, write an article about this new guy, Buddy Ravel and Buddy Ravel is like this total shit kicker. And uh, he basically like, he's like this kind of badass that looks like he's already 35 leather jacket, like Doc Martin boots. And the kid makes the mistake of like touching him on his arm. And like oh, he's a super course. touch freak, and he's like, "Dude, I'm gonna, you and me, we're gonna fight at three o'clock." So it's all like <laughs> the whole day. It's like all about this kid trying to get out of this fight at three o'clock. And um, sounds incredible. It's 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 being remade by I think you. Oh no, you're cutting out again. It's being remade by Ewan McGregor. It's being remade by you. I can't think of another actor that sounds like that. 
Oh, God damn it. The call dropped. Hey, you know what? Listen, I made it through 12 shows. What is this, my fourth interview? And, you know, I'm doing the best we can in this little show. Save it for the get my shit together. All right, calling him back. I think I'm going to have to wrap this up, unfortunately. Poor Mike. Hello, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for the love. What you were going to say was being remade by Ewan McGregor? Universal Pictures. Oh. The big studio. <laughs> Anyways, the big studio is going to muck up this movie. Right. I just want everyone to go see the original because it's so well done. Who's uh, in it? Anyone? <sighs> the I, name sounds familiar. I don't know why. I I I I don't I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't I don't know. It's like not 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 very many like popular people. I think there's a couple of small roles played by people you would recognize, but right. It's pretty much it's just a gem. It's a gem. Uh it's one of my favorite movies. It's totally uh underrated. Um well, so anyway, just just 80s check it out. 80s films in general. I just I I'm really into them right now. And if I see one on TV, I'm just gonna stop and watch it and that's just all there is to it. So Three o'clock. That is, a, that is a nice happy accident when you, because yeah. right now to me everything is so like TiVo'd or torrented and watched on yeah. demand. But when you can organically, on like a Saturday night or you're up late, like fall into the never-ending story or, I don't know, some yeah, I, like I, you said, risky business or some other great '80s. Don't tell like, mom the babysitter's dead. You know what I mean? It's always yeah. a nice thing. So this, do you watch the? Are you watching the newsroom right now? You know, I'm not, and I probably should. Everyone says it's great. So I'm not going to endorse the show, but he, um, Jeff Daniels, his his character in one of the episodes is talking about Google, and he's like, it's how, you know, when people Google shit, it's like they know exactly what they're looking for, so they don't browse stuff anymore. You know, yeah. there's like that, um, you know, like, like just happening upon something, you know? It's like, sure. it's everything so targeted and personalized that it's um it's kind of tough to just like discover something random right so i think it's like when you're on tv you get like a you get a tiny smidgen of that like you're just like okay let's see what's on tv and you see some movie that you haven't seen in a while it's like oh that's cool i'll, I'll rewatch that you know yeah somebody should make a website that just it's like flipping channels maybe well you know i guess that would be some sort of aggregator yeah I or think... maybe like google news kind of is that yeah. way you just see everything I think like stumble upon, right? Sure. Kind of did or even Reddit that. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think, I think that's why I sort of dig. Um, I think I sort of dig Twitter, and I follow a lot of people. Like I, I follow like, like twice as many people as follows me. So um, I know that seems that's like a weird thing for a lot of people. Like, <laughs> like it like destroys your credibility when you follow a lot of Ugh. people. But yeah, I, that's I, stupid. I, I hate that. I just thought. like I like the the constant stream of random shit, even if it's like random people's thoughts. But yeah, I'll me see, too. You'll see like some some dudes just reading like a random book, and he says it's amazing, and I've never heard of it. I look it up, and it's got great reviews. Like that, that's cool. So that's kind of the that's, that's magic. That's, that's, I mean, it's, that's it internet is magic. magic. It's kind of like a miracle almost. It is. Yeah. But my I dig favorite. Pe Go ahead. No, no. I just I I, I dig it. My favorite people on Twitter are guys like you who, I you know what, I, I respect your job. We're kind of in the same field. We have that in common. But yeah. your Twitter is, is completely your own. Like, And you know what? If you could do a rad project and you're proud of it, you talk about it. Yeah. But you're not like a sound, a mouthpiece for AKQA or your clients or anything like that. And people at this point can see through that so fast. Like, 
to me, it's so easy to tell who's a douchebag by the way they tweet. It's 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 pretty apparent. And I I don't have like you know hard and fast five rules, and it's kind of a frequency thing. Like you need to kind of look at their timeline to kind of yeah. see are they talking to people? Do they ever retweet? Like do they get it? And it's it's abundantly clear who's on Twitter kind of for them, and who's also on Twitter for other people to enjoy comedians or uh, science fiction writers mm-hmm. and, and movie directors. Like to me, most of the worst people on Twitter are advertising people who ironically are supposed to understand it better than anyone else. Yeah, I am. Um... And I'm not naming names. And yeah. I'm I, asking I, you to so either. But... This, this is like a, this is a, a, a touchy one. Um, but I totally agree in that. If, if, I think I try, I try, you know, I, I definitely like tweet about advertising and, you know, I'll, I'll spread news and like if someone from my agency gets interviewed, I might like retweet it or, you know, so I definitely use the sure. this format for that type of thing, but you, and know, you're I, fine. you, you deserve to, I mean, it's your right. It's yeah. just, you know, when to, and when not to, when to stop. Uh, yeah. I, I think like I have to throw in like my opinions about stuff. And like what I'm interested in, because it's also like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think I have to show some authenticity there. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, I feel like I get more when people do the same. Like if like someone's a developer, like someone's a a back end developer in New York City, um, you know, I want to see what kind of stuff he's interested in, you know, like what stuff is not only like other work that he's into, but what, like what kind of books is this guy reading and what kind of movies is this guy watching? And, you know, his, his perspective on things is probably different than mine. So let's see what he's got. You know, let's see what he has to say. Oh, when I worked at Buck Wild, the first thing I would do when I was looking to hire somebody is I'd look up all their social network shit. Yeah. And in fact, one guy I hired, I didn't hire, but I, whatever, his name was George. <laughs> yeah. We literally hired him based on his Twitter because he was so funny and like real and interesting. Yeah. And it was like, I want to hang out with this guy. Yeah. I want to be around this guy. You know what? The working thing will, will figure itself out. Like that's almost the easier part. It's being yeah. around these good people. So I, yeah, Twitter to me too. Yeah, Twitter's my favorite. I, I do like Instagram too. Uh, I, think, I, lo- I, I love Instagram. Yeah. They're the, to me, they're the most raw, like yeah. real forms yeah. of social networks. To me, Facebook is, it's a bush that I have in my yard <laughs> for people to look at and my mom to look at, but I do not tend that bush anymore. And I, I kind of hate it. And one summer I will rip it out in a, in a fit of rage. I'm, I'm sure. A fit of rage. That's awesome. But, you know, I, I've, uh, I've been experimenting with Facebook lately. Um, so I've been posting a lot of content on Facebook, um, like things that I would typically tweet. Hmm. Uh, like articles that I find really interesting or speak to, like I'm Facebook friends with like, I don't know, like 90% of my coworkers, which is probably a giant mistake. But um, I know yeah, that, well, that I know, I feel like the audience is a lot smaller and targeted. So if they read something that's like really relevant to my agency or like to what I do, I'll post it there. Cause I know that those people are hmm. at their desk working hard, but also maybe checking Facebook occasionally. And um, occasionally. Yeah. So the, like I, I, I'm That's interesting. starting to just, I'm starting to play around with that. And um, well, let me ask you a quick question. So, yeah. to me, my Facebook is yes, it was coworkers because you know I consider them my friend. Yeah. And but the other thing is, it's a lot of family and it's a lot of like high school people, which 
I, you know, I've that gosh, that was 12, 13, or whatever, 13 years ago. I mean, yeah. it's it's really different. Like, and I'm a totally different person, and I feel like, at least I do. I know in my mind, I have an idea of what these people are. It's the 13 year old version of them. I mean, I can't help it. So I know I used to hook up my Twitter to my Facebook. Yeah. And you know, it's Saturday night. I've you know, I'm, I'm heated. I got a few pops in me, and I start yeah. tweeting weird shit like I'm prone to do. <laughs> yeah. And that just like flippantly shows up on my Facebook timeline. And like my wife's cousin, who's 12, is reading me saying like "fuck this" and "fuck my cat." And I yeah. mean, it just yeah, I disconnected that quickly because to me, you're right. It's it's a different world on Facebook. But my world isn't as cool as yours. It sounds uh, like you've tended yours a little you know more professionally. Well, I I don't know. I mean, I. I think what it comes down to is like if I th- if I think something's really interesting or if I think something I have to say is like really funny then I'll post it even if it's like mm-hmm. a little offensive um right. for the for the same reason that like we were talking earlier you know like if I make like a joke at work that maybe some people think is inappropriate but I think it really captures kind of a really captures the mood like I'm going to throw it out there and like I feel like I feel like the the response that I've gotten is people just appreciate the authenticity there. Like they can tell that like I'm just being totally honest about something. Um, right. And I like what? you know I, I I like getting the feed. I mean, I'm addicted to it. Like I'm addicted to people wanting to like my status updates because it makes me feel good. Because it makes me think that people think I'm smart or funny. Like I'll be totally I'm totally transparent. No, that you know like i couldn't agree more and yeah. you're everyone thinks that you're yeah. just you know saying it yeah so i mean and it's not easy for a guy like me and you like you said i i struggle with this show where i'm like nobody gives a fuck like nobody yeah. wants to listen to this right i'm not funny this is stupid i'm wasting my time and then i get one comment from a friend who's like man i really enjoyed that that was great yeah and i'm like you know what this is i'm, I'm what do i have low self-esteem i'm being <laughs> stupid like People wouldn't follow you on Twitter, especially you, if they didn't like that. And I think it, in the beginning, I know for me, it's kind of weird to put yourself out there and then you finally have to be like, you know what? Just don't be stupid. Just do what you're doing. People follow you. <laughs> don't be a baby yeah. and, and shut your mouth. Yeah, I went back. I I, um, I had forgotten that I had a Tumblr account going and I linked it to my Twitter account. So every time I would tweet, it would... Um, tumble? Put tumble, I guess that's the... Yeah. <laughs> But I I found it like a few months ago, and I went back and it had all my tweets from when I first started using Twitter like three mm. years ago, and I was like, man, I was like I was like a I was kind of a son of a bitch like on Twitter, like I was like really like kind of snarky, like a bit more so than than even now, and I was Me like too. that's really interesting because I guess at that point I didn't really have any followers. I was pretty much just tweeting for myself, you know, like. Just sure. throwing out there whatever I thought was interesting or funny or um, I was just sharing my opinion and I don't know that anyone was listening but I think like I built like a few people like I think maybe there's like I don't know a f- handful of people but they listen and I think that's like the that's like the hard that's the hard man like the man hours man or woman hours that it takes to really like to really make a social media account like worth it for a client like to tie it back to advertising a little bit or, or even worthwhile for yourself. Like you kind of have to just throw shit out there that you think right. is funny, cool, whatever, and see if people are picking up what you're putting down and mm-hmm. you start getting that feedback and then you build that. And it's that, that kind of shit that's really interesting is people that have done that versus what you were talking about. These, 
people that call themselves like social media experts or gurus, their accounts are the most boring. They're the most fucking annoying. They're and the it's, worst. And they're getting they're getting paid probably very large salaries. You you know what I hate? Do this. <laughs> I hate the people that have these like oh the the Mike Daily is out with top stories from blah blah uh, blah. Like yeah, like are, are you kidding me? Nobody's reading your fucking. Get robot those, generated those newsletter. things. Yeah, they're 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 automated, right? And it's like, well, did you? You don't even have to read them. It's just your account just spitting shit out. That's why, like, for a long time, I was I didn't like I tried not to cross like different social media streams, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep that because um, I don't want something automatically generated. Sometimes I'll do it, like if I take a really cool picture on Instagram and I I want more attention from Facebook, people, right. <laughs> like because like. I might I might be Facebook friends with girls that I have crushes on that aren't following me on Twitter. So like, there you go, a, exactly. If I take a really cute picture, then I'll post it. I'll like you know make sure that it gets also posted to Facebook and yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> again, that's just me being transparent. But no, listen, it's funny what you said about Twitter too. Like, and if maybe anything in general, maybe this is how musicians feel too. You know, you you find a groove when you feel like no one's listening, and you just say fuck it and you go for it which you're doing to try to get popular, but once you get yeah. popular, you become so self-aware. And I know I've done this before, and I especially did it when I first started my new job, where I was very careful about being too gross or, or cursing too much or blue, because <laughs> I, I, I wasn't really sure. But then I was like, no, people opted into me. They they know what they're getting yeah, when they yeah. follow me, and yeah. they, they, they expect that. So why should I hide it? Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and even on Facebook, Facebook, I, I maybe toned it down a bit because mm-hmm. to me, even though that's one to one, I don't know. It's we, we could talk about this all night. Yeah. You know what? This has been great. <laughs> I I was going to when we finally got back, I was going to end because it's been so technically goofy. Yeah, I'm glad we finished on something interesting like this. And oh, yeah, your your outro music. So. <laughs> Hold on. I, 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 I guess I could just want to make a comment about the show. Please. You know, I didn't I didn't know where this was going to go. Um, but I think, I, I mean, I, th- I think we touched on some kind of the, the interesting, kind of how this advertising and like our real lives, like kind of intersect. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I it's, 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 it's all, it's all fun to talk about. I mean, I like, we could, we can go on talking for it would bug, annoy, annoy the shit out of people. We can go on oh, dude. forever, you know? <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to come to San Francisco and have a beer. You and I could spend probably four hours. It's like <laughs> you said. No, I'll tell, I, you, I'll tell you all the stuff about AKQA that I couldn't say on the air. Yes, <laughs> and I can just talk shit about all the ad agencies and, and vendors I work with. Perfect. Um, no, you're right. I love it. I, I, I love everything about it, and maybe that's why we're so critical of it, because we love it so much, we know it can be better. Yeah. Like a, like a son. It's like me at my soccer uh, when I coach my son and I'm like yelling at him because I know <laughs> you can be better advertising slash Evan, my son. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so okay, so your outro, but I agree, I, and I appreciate you coming on, and I'd love to have you on again to to ramble about advertising. But love when it. you told me what your outro song was, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you say it out loud. You want me to say it? So for my outro music, I selected "What a Man" by Salt and Pepper featuring uh, En Vogue. Uh, Which. By the way, I love that you said featuring En Vogue. Like, you gave me the whole title. Yeah, because, yeah, well, I, I, you know, I, I listen to this song and it just, uh, it makes me want to be a better man, you know? It's inspirational nice. to me. Listen, I can't, I love En Vogue. 
Uh, could you imagine being in alive? Oh, you were alive. Actually listening. Well, you probably were listening to that music at that time. But to have the two of them on a track together, which at the time I bet was really cool. Now it's like fucking Rick Ross is doing this with Jay-Z. Is yeah. Doing this with, like coll- collaborations now are so watered down. It's almost like you have to do it. But back then to, to hear the two of them like on a track, it, people probably thought it was insane. Super group. Yeah, I, I like... Uh... I don't know. I mean, imagine being like there when, like, no one knew it. Like, you were one of the first people to find out. Like, dude, En Vogue and Salt and Pepper on the same track. Let me on the hear radio. It. Yeah, I mean, you would have heard it on the radio. Yeah, not like on a blog or on yeah, the internet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Power One Hundred Six. Yeah. I don't know. That's something our children, our children will never understand. Like the notion of listening to the radio to hear your favorite song versus just you know googling it or Spotifying it. Yeah. Well, and now, now we're sounding old, and our kids will say the same thing about their kids and our dads, whatever. But, well, cool, man. Well, thank you for your time. I'm excited to do another one with you. We'll figure yeah. all this technical stuff out. I feel like shitty technical things are sort of a hallmark of my show. So, in a way, thank you for doing that. So, I think, I mean, what would, like, two digital producers, like, how else would the show go? You know, like... How how else would it would it have gone down? Like, it's supposed to be our forte, right? Like, I know, right? Communicating digitally and then um, whatever. It there was so out. there was so much good content in there. People are just they're not even gonna notice. No, they're they're just gonna be glued. This this might be the podcast that makes me just become like I'll quit my job, I'll leave my family. <laughs> I'm taking the act on the road. Perfect. Good. I, I I hope I hope so. Me too. Because then you'll owe me. I will. I'll take yes. I will definitely owe you big. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks again, Mike. I appreciate it. Anytime. All right. Take care, man. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Oh boy. Well, that was great. I definitely now know. I never really thought the internet would be a factor. I, I use Skype all the time, and it's always so great. But this episode abundantly proves that I need to account for that. Really, what? I, well, no, I shouldn't have done that. I guess what I should have done, if I could have had him record it locally. No, that's stupid too. Ah, fuck it. You guys don't want to hear this. I'll figure it out. I'll keep getting this stuff better and tighter. Big thanks to Mike. I'll I'll post in the show notes the stuff he was talking about in his Twitter account. Definitely worth a follow. I, he's always posting great stuff. And that's it. Save it for the show. Episode Dose Twelve in Espanol. This is Dan. Appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. Take care.